saying men should be dangerous. By dangerous, that implies I should be ready to threaten someone, to hurt someone. No, you should be capable of it. There's nothing to you anymore. Welcome to the Dangerous Man Podcast, where we talk about how to become a better man, take responsibility for our mission, create value for others, and the many failures and lessons we've learned along the way. Stay dangerous. to another episode of the Dangerous Man podcast. This is your host, John Castor. I'm joined by co-host Adam Tuft. What's up, boys? Good morning to, to all of our listeners and uh, and for, for Adam. It's, it's good to see you again. And oh, yeah. uh, always, a, always a pleasure to talk business and life and and uh, growth and, and masculinity and and things and stuff. So, yeah, because I don't make it upstairs too often. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I haven't seen you in so long. It's been, no. it's been a whole uh, uh, less than 24 hours. <laughs> it's been less than, t- yeah, that's true. You know, um, kind of something I was learning yesterday was, you know, so, so we talk about this, this, you know, this framework of uh, of being dangerous. By, by the way, did you like the, the new and improved uh, intro? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that was a that's a clip for from uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the guy that's really smart and Jordan Peterson? Okay, <laughs> he uh, had a conversation and that's kind of a it was actually some some inspiration behind uh, the Dangerous Man, uh, f- like podcast and and kind of the the framework and the you know um, I guess topic you know the word the language the phrase and uh, all of that being dangerous and the zeitgeist um, a, a good portion of that came from i wouldn't say the the origin but jordan peterson was one i think one of the guys that uh kind of had said that and that kind of had made an impact on me and some other people i know danny talks about this yeah uh, he talks about him but you know there's other guys like uh grant cardone has a chapter in one of his books called being dangerous I'm pretty sure um, it's actually or stay still, dangerous. Yeah, it's, sta- it's, it's actually stay dangerous. Yeah, stay dangerous, and it's, it's a chapter in uh, "Be Obsessed or Be Average." Yep, and uh, so you know, there's some really there's some cool uh, um, people have written about this, and, and and it's been something really inspiring to me. And it's funny because a lot of I think our origins of the word, you know, we we talked about this in some of the earlier podcasts, but I was just reflecting on it. Some of our origins of uh, kind of saying stay dangerous. I don't, didn't even come from those people necessarily. Yeah. Uh, I think I just be kind of discovered some of them later and, and maybe your brother Max had a, yeah. who was the guy that kind of started saying that I, maybe he had heard Jordan Peterson or something, but, uh, I know that was kind of a, maybe an inspiration to kind of take it and make it more of a, you know, coin it if you will. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to have him on the, the podcast and talk to him about it. You know, I, I actually would really want to do that. And, uh, when we get to a point where we're able to, have more guests and, and, and whatnot. And uh, I think eventually it'll be good to transition this, this podcast to more of like a interviewing people and bringing them on to, to hear a bit more of their stories too. And, and uh, well, when we ever, when we're able to make that kind of uh, shift, I think he's oh. definitely somebody who he, he's, <laughs> he gets it, you know? Oh he, yeah. And uh, he has articulate things to say and teach on the topic. So that would be, that'd be valuable oh, yeah. uh, for, 
for our community and uh, to hear that for our, our community of, of dangerous men. Um, you know, something that we've, uh, Adam and I have been talking about and kind of the, the content or more, I wouldn't say content, but like the topic of, um, of today's uh, podcast, our recording today is, uh, we've been talking a lot about stories, right, Adam? Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if you want to share a couple words on maybe what that's been to you or what you've been hearing or learning. And uh, I, I also want to dive into some, uh, some, a little bit of reading. I have a couple things I want to share and, and just some thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, even earlier this week, um, when John and I were kind of helping out with a youth group we help out with, they were kind of giving a lot of the, the kids, uh, like tips for like the summer for like how to handle the summer well. And, you know, as, as, as the youthen are, as kids are, um, they're like very distracted and kind of having a lot of side conversations. Yeah. Um, but then when, when, when one of the guys actually started telling a story, all of them was like, were quiet and actually like paid attention. And like, that's kind of what the power of a, a story is. That's just like my observation of it of like, well, like stories are very easy to listen to and follow. Whereas if you're like, just like, like preaching at somebody or just like telling them a bunch of stuff, unless they don't already know that, or like they just need someone to tell them that it's not super helpful. And I feel like that's less of the time than it is just like, telling a story and by telling the story someone might come to their own conclusions based on the story that someone might tell um that's a little bit more conceptual but but i, I think it's good because yeah. you told a little, that was yeah. actually kind of a little story that you mm -hmm. went into and you had some thoughts from it yeah. which was you know we they had this to expand on your on, and add to add to your story i was there as well at, at this uh this youth group event and they had a few different, you know, youth leaders come up, uh, you know, volunteers, and uh, they did kind of like a panel. And they had a guy, uh, kind of was the MC with the mic, and he was interviewing them basically on it was it was questions about uh, how to have a good summer as like a high schooler, how to have a successful, you know, how not to have summer just like suck basically yeah. <laughs> when you aren't in school. Like, wow, I just wasted three months of my life. <laughs> right, <laughs> and uh, but it was interesting because they were asking these questions. That were really good about like you know uh, you know do you remember any of them I don't um I'm not one that I feel like I remember answers to questions better than the questions themselves yeah that's fair but I think some of the questions were it was, like it was related to how do you like yeah. stay connected to your friends over the summer when you don't necessarily see them every day because of school yeah right kind yeah of. that's that was good it's kind of summary of the of the gist of it. And a, lot, and a lot of these panelists were kind of like, just like what you were saying, Adam, they were um, just, they were like, you should do that. And and, and they were like giving like a, uh, what was it? They were kind of just like preaching and talking, yeah. not like just to no, them. No, the advice that they were giving was like good advice. Yes. So it's like, it was, it was good advice. Yeah, so but, they had good thing, and, and that's less the point. Yeah, the point, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it was it was it, in kind it, of it like wasn't the that delivery. the content was yeah exactly. It wasn't yeah. that the content was bad. Like the lessons and beliefs they had were were pretty pretty decent. They were pretty yeah. good. Some of them were really good, and I was listening. I was like, yeah, this is good. But it's like 
And I think what you'll realize when I get into some frameworks here uh, and some of the things I want to share on this, on this podcast episode on storytelling, you'll see where the downfall was. Um, but really, the, the big takeaway from this story was they were, even me, like I was just like, oh, I just, you know, they would say something and I'd be like, oh, whatever. Or it's just the tone and the, and the delivery was like, I just like, it felt, it felt condescending. Like I felt kind of drained and like, you know, I guess it was just like heavy. And I was just like, it yeah. just seemed different when they were just like, you know what I mean? Like given the platform to just like share what you should or shouldn't do. It was just like, oh, like it was just like a bunch of opinions. Yeah. And now, granted and, the people on the panel are not. Uh, I'm not knocking anybody. I, yeah, no, like, they're, I, they're not professional speakers. Let me finish so, like, the story. Yeah. <laughs> right. And but the, the, the point I'm trying to. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm not throwing anyone under the bus. <laughs> I, I'm just highlighting what I want. What I want to share from this yeah. story, which was that when one of them, like you said, started sharing the story. Mm hmm. Everybody shut up. Everyone was listening. Everyone was looking up. They were all engaged. They were nodding. They were laughing. They were, and I, and I noticed this in myself. Like I was just, I was excited. I was, I didn't even feel like I was listening to somebody. Like I, I like they had my attention. Yeah. I was just sucked in, and uh, and everyone, and I was looking around the room and noticing that. Especially since I've been learning about stories, I was like, I recognized it. I was, like, mm -hmm. ah, that's a story, <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. but it was the only story of the whole like forty five minutes, and and what I realized was. I felt like five minutes of that time was really, really, really good. And that was the five minutes he was telling the story. And the other 40 minutes was, it just kind of felt like we were there. And you want to know the the part that I remember the best? Is the story. <laughs> and the takeaway, right? Yeah. Like him and his, you know, do you want to, do you think you want to summarize the, the story? Yeah, basically the story was this guy um, and actually my older brother basically were bored on summer during summer when they, so when high school right? in, when they were in high school so they made a cannon bolt uh <laughs> that would throw a, a tennis ball uh, half a city block or something like that and then they were like let's build a bigger one <laughs> uh and then they made a, a bigger one with like two by fours and or four by fours and stuff um, like a garage door opener, like yeah, garage motor. door opener, like springs oh, that powered powered it. So like those 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 springs have a good amount of torque on them. Uh, so they could throw a basketball a half a um, city block, which is like more. I'm pretty sure it's like more than like shooting a half court shot. Oh, I'm, oh yeah, hundred percent. It might even be like a full court shot. And like all, all the kids are just like laughing and like, you know, it was just, it was just because it's something that's like a little absurd that they didn't necessarily <laughs> think about before. But now like, just imagine like, I guarantee man, yeah. what they're, they're thinking, thinking about the summer and what crazy things yeah. they can do now. You know, you want to know one of the crazy things I did in the summer? What? Uh, so me, I think this was my summer between my sophomore and junior year of high school. Me and my friend Toby, um, John, you know Toby. Yeah. Um, we, well, first off, way back when we were in eighth grade, we had a project uh, for school and we went to Catholic school. And the project was to build like a little model church. And uh, we procrastinated on it <laughs> for like three months. <laughs> So we're like, yeah. oh, shoot, this is due right after spring break. 
So uh, we ended up using our spring break to uh, build the church, the, the model church. Um, and um, when I say we, I mean, Toby did most of the work and I uh, played Pokemon on his calculator. Very true story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can confirm. <laughs> Can confirm. I did. I did. I did. I did do some work, but it was like I probably did like ten to twenty percent of the work. That's like I'll be honest. Like, <laughs> shout out Toby for uh, absolutely carrying me through that pro uh, project. But uh, we were we probably tried to go into too much like dimensional detail that yeah. we just like absolutely did not need <laughs> because it was like a hey, you built the church. Good job. It's eighth grade. No one cares. <laughs> like, did you complete it or did you not? That's did, like the, did the thing that you built kind of resemble the church that you were supposed to build? Yes? Okay. Good job. A plus plus. <laughs> and you get all the points. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what it, and then, and then like, I guess like, we're we, like, it's not like we're going to like win the coolest church thing because some people Award. are freaking crazy with it and made like that literally just like there's a super intricate church and it looks they exactly were some, like it like there were some kids that actually yeah. built an actual church full scale <laughs> well i went and hired an architect <laughs> like, you would oh. almost think that and be like how much time did you put in <laughs> sheesh kind of re yeah. reminds me of one of my uh of course i think it was mostly women that that did that but that's because women tend to be a little bit more into arts and crafts Especially at that age. Okay, I'll give you that. Because I feel like guys in eighth grade are like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they haven't really discovered what their art yeah. is in like, you know, like the art of something like like art of, yeah. art of sales or, or, or the art of, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you're passionate about. Yeah. I think when I was in eighth grade, I was mostly thinking about when's the next time I can go play with friends or um, yeah, play video games. But anyway, I ended up, um, later on in high school, we ended up building and like, we wanted to build a furnace so we could like heat up metal because I'm like, that's cool. So then we were like doing research and stuff and we like tried one method. Didn't really work too well. Um, this is me and Toby again in the same garage in his garage. So it's cool. This is for another project. Yes. This is for, this is flash forward to the summer between, uh, sophomore and junior year of high school. And we were like, okay, let's go to like Menards and Home Depot and these other places to get some stuff. Um, we tried tried like one method that like require, required like wrapping cords around a thing to make like, because basically we're going to make an arc welder that used electricity to oh, make a bunch of heat. Sick, dude. Um, That's epic. But it also uses enough electricity that if, uh, if it flows through you wrong, you could die. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, now we're talking, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about being dangerous. Like, want to build a couch? <laughs> eh, not really. Want to build something that could kill you? Let's yes. do it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> sign yes. me. Where do I sign? We got it. Um, and then, Mom, I need your credit card. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, but basically, we figured out oh, so we need carbon electrodes that are inside of uh, lantern batteries. So we took apart lantern batteries. Lantern batteries. So they're like the kind of like yeah they're kind of like the the big batteries that are in lanterns like they're like big block batteries so there's like a oh did you say lantern yeah lantern 
Oh. What do you think I said? I, lantern. Oh. I maybe like, oh, is that maybe like I just some, uh, speak weird. I had like A plus squared <laughs> to the second power going through my head. I was like, what is that? Yeah, that like meme of all of the trying to do like the math. Like, <laughs> yeah, what did that was Adam my brain. just say? And I was like, oh, no, he actually just said something that I. Yeah. A land. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Continue. But anyway, we get to the point where we're like, okay, now we have to power these, but we need like, like, I'm trying to remember my electrical terms here. Uh, we need to like adjust the electrical current to the right thing so uh we needed to get what are they called um anyway oh, we those, found out those things that test the current and give you the electro amps and watts and um like yeah volts um, voltometers voltometers no no it wasn't like one of those it was um like they provide resistance what am i trying to say alt uh, alternators i don't know but we anyway to get the part we ended up having to take apart microwaves if you don't know about taking apart microwaves, if you take apart the wrong thing in a microwave, it can release toxic oh, gas. Capacitors, right? Yeah, capacitors. That's that's the word. Yeah, capacitors. I clearly haven't worked on electrical stuff in a while. Um, so we end up getting like... Wait, the microwave can release ga- toxic gas. If you... What, what, was, what were you saying about that? Uh, so like when taking apart microwaves, there's certain parts that if you like accidentally break can release like toxic things like gas that can like kill you. I don't like it. Like taking apart microwaves is actually like very, very dangerous. Luckily we weren't like trying to take apart like the heating element or anything like that just to get some of like the electrical stuff. But basically we, we like put it all together. We hooked it all up. We have like these janky, like. (laughs) <laughs> alligator clips which are kind of like um clothes pins but they're metal and they have like teeth on them hence the name alligator clips because they look oh. like alligators um and we like put them on like these like i, I want to say they're like little pvc like plastic like sticks that had a wire running out to the end and then they had and we just had like the two carbon electrodes on the ends of these things and we were just like running like i don't know like I want to say like 1,200 amps or something. It might not be amps. It might have been watts. <laughs> That's a lot of amps. Yeah, it's probably watts. Yeah, probably watts. I, I, again, my electro, my electrical, I'm not an electrician. So, like, I'm just like, I know. I studied some of this in audio I know if school. it goes through you, it, it could kill you. Oh, it's probably amps then. Yeah. Amps kill, yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's like a certain amount of electricity. And we're like, okay, well, we're going to just try it. So, we, <laughs> we're like... To create the heat, you have to put the carbon electrodes together. So we just try this the first time. And then as we touch them, like, there's, like, foot-high flames that come off of each of them. And they're, like, (laughs) blue and green. And we're like, what the? That's so cool. And then we do it a couple more times. And we realize, man, my eyes are really hurting from looking at this. (laughs) And then we did some more research. Apparently, like, doing that releases, like, so much kinds of, like, radiation that oh, can actually, no like, way. hurt your eyes. So we're like, shoot. Wait, so you were building an arc welder, <laughs> but you didn't realize you needed, like, welding, like... Eye protection? Eye protection. Yeah. <laughs> like, that oh. That is so funny, because I that's think... That's why welders you, have eye protection. If you ask protection. anybody who... If you like, what is welding? The first thing they'll say is, like, oh, welder, and they have this big mask on because it's so bright. <laughs> That's- well, the thing is, we weren't using it for welding. We were thinking, oh, we're going to put it in a furnace. And the thing is, is, like, we were going to oh. use this, like, special material that's, like, a really good, 
like heat insulator so all of the heat would like stay inside the furnace so it'd melt metal but also this same substance could be like cut through with like a a table saw so it's like a really light but good um yeah thing good weighted material but basically we had to like figure out okay protection and then we like tried to do some other stuff and then we did a couple other random things with it but then we got like kind of distracted and then it didn't really go anywhere from there but that was just like how I did something really crazy and very dangerous over a summer <laughs> and it was like oh if we didn't have the right electrical protection at some times when we're like oh put on these gloves and we're gonna put this thing like a foot away from your hands so it doesn't arc yeah we could have gotten electrocuted so um <laughs> that was some, fun there, there's something so I think central to just like what it means to be a man and every boy wants to like do do like risky and yeah. you know dangerous things that are you know it's like you could get hurt or seriously hurt or die and it's like now we're talking yeah, it's, like it's I've, so. I've helped with a lot of like men's sessions on like different like youth events and stuff and um like a men's session is kind of like just where all the men get together and do something and usually it's relatively like uh something usually generally pretty active um yeah and kind of something that i like to say is you know it's men's session when someone gets at least minorly injured (laughs) (laughs) at least that's like like someone someone has to like get a bruise or get like start bleeding a little bit and then you know ah we are now pushing where we need to be in men's session (laughs) like not to get too on a rabbit trail but on one of the last you know men's sessions that we were part of it was like hey we have these like wooden beams and the competition is that there's these teams with saws there's like two teams and you basically whoever finished you had to like cut this into as many pieces as possible so you have these guys as fast as possible and like it was like a time time race so you have all these you have these boys are like okay i'll hold this end i'll hold this end and then this guy's like and cutting this wood and then it was like okay next and it was like time's up hand this saw to the next person it was just like dude the amount of things that could go wrong here are a list we probably don't want to email parents (laughs) but it's like uh, and it was like basically it was like as you're planning that it's like um if if like would we email list our parents uh probably shouldn't all right, it's probably the right activity then. <laughs> just for men, you know. Yeah, it was, we, it was. It was actually went really good. I don't think anyone got hurt. Yeah, we did have a nurse on standby, and my oh, my very so bold self told the nurse, well, "If we do this right, we'll need you for at least a band aid." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh man, yeah, and and uh, it's kind of cool though. Like uh, so much of of conversation. Like I had this realization over the last year, especially the last few months, and as you know, Adam and. And for our listeners to kind of know better, it's like a huge part of what I'm trying to grow in um, as a man. But really it comes down to like our communication is like, let's let's break it down even further. Communication is how I communicate with anybody through writing, through, uh, through conversation, through video, any kind of, you know what I mean? Any form of con- connecting with another human person. And how important is that? Like our life is just composed of, of relationships with each other. And, um, and also, you know, uh, business and, uh, it's, you know, think about anything, any sport, really, really anything comes down to like, you need to communicate with each other. 
and uh, to live. And, and it's, it's, I will, I will kind of share kind of an interesting thing. I learned in audio engineering school, which was, you know, uh, the, basically when you talk, you hear all the low end of my voice, all the, the low sounds and, you know, and, and then you have the, the more high end sounds. And, uh, basically that's what gives my voice presence, the high end. And if, if I don't, if you don't, you know, when you, when you tell someone enunciate better, they have to speak more clearly and uh, that allows you to understand because otherwise you can't it just muddle, it just muds together. It's like if I put my hand over my mouth, hey. you wouldn't understand what I'm saying. It would just sound mumbled like this. And when I'm talking, it's like, what is, I don't quite, I can kind of, you can kind of hear what I'm saying, but it's like, uh, you know what I mean? But you can yeah. still hear the, the rumble. And anyways, our ear, shape of our ear is actually designed in a way that accentuates, it means it, it boosts that particular, you know, sound region it's like if you're looking at a graph and if you're a scientist it'd be it'd be about 1000 kilohertz which is how we measure sound uh, like frequencies high frequencies low yeah. frequencies low numbers are yeah uh, high frequencies are like screeching in your ears mm -hmm. and uh one thousand so 1000 to about you know four you know three four five thousand kilohertz that little like region of of you know your ear here is about twenty thousand to about twenty and okay. so that region of 1,000 to 5,000, is that if that paints a better picture. What's something that's, that's like, like in that, that range? So, you know, 1,000 is very nasally sounding. The nasal sound is about 1,000 kilohertz. Okay. And so, uh, and the sound that makes you want to like, it's like, it's like the bite of my, of my voice. It's like, like if I yelled really loud or not, if I talked like this and I yelled, it would be like kind of piercing, okay. like not in a high screechy way, just like, a, ah, it's abrasive and mm -hmm. harsh. That's like two three it's like about three so if you get over a, a thousand three, they can three get abrasive uh, uh three thousand yeah over, over three thousand well there's okay. just different characteristics of different frequencies in your and that it you know it, you can basically it does different things uh so i could go so much into that i and music and, and speech but in speech it's it's actually it's interesting that our very ear is designed in a way to actually like if you put your your hand over your ear and you cup it to like you know, like, what was that? Kind of cup your ear. You actually hear that exact, you know, what does it sound like you asked? Do that with your hand and you'll hear that all actually get louder. Just those frequencies. And what it does is it allows you to hear someone better because the, the parts of the voice that are the clarity that are most important. And that's actually our whole ears designed that those are the loudest frequencies we hear because of what's designed so I can communicate and have speech yeah. and understand. It's super fascinating, but you know, I, I give that context because that's something that I learned on a scientific level, but, and it was applied science. So I could do like music and sound and engine, you know, microphones and speakers. But, but I learned that communication is, it's literally one of the central purposes of our existence as humans. And, and so, okay, communication is so important. It's how I connect. It's how I, it's how I feel heard and listened to and loved. And, um, you know, it's how I have status or am I received or accepted uh, it's how I'm funny, you know, it's, um, it's, it's everything. And, um, and I came down to like, I want to study the science of communication. I mean, think about it, like we're podcasting, right? And one reason I'm doing this is I want to be able to communicate the things I'm learning, the things that I'm passionate about, the messages that we have, uh, our stories and uh, our questions, the things we wrestle with, you know, the things that have been tough for me. I have, I have many questions in life and, uh, you know, and a lot of this, I would love to write into a book and I probably will. 
but a lot of it also, I want to be able to communicate in a message in a, in a, in a podcast. And so, right. So this is something in my life that communication matters so much to me. So but anyways, it boils down to two things. And I, in my kind of research in my, I've been, I've, I've really spent like a, a year just like, what, what is communicate? Like, what is, how do people communicate? What's important? Like, why is it that at youth group? I was like, I don't care what you have to say, but then they told the story. And I was like, I care what you have to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why like, is this, this book what? I'm holding in my hands? Yeah. Go ahead. It's like, why is it this way? Oh my gosh. And it's like people teach and they get on a board and they just say this and this and that, and this equals that and this and that. And it's like, nobody cares. But all of a sudden they ask a question and they're like, how would it feel if you were on the moon walking around and you, the sand of the, of the moon and the, the gravity and you jump and it took three seconds to hit the ground. And all of a sudden everyone's like, whoa. And then you're like, let me tell you the story of Neil Armstrong. You're like, whoa. And then I was going like. I know it's going to be real interesting. I know that's the hook, man. And that's, and if people talk like that, like if, instead of us, like here, let me write a statement instead of statements. What if humans just ask questions? Uh-huh. And that's what I realized is how important questions are. And this book by John C. Maxwell, he is this phenomenal. He's literally, literally dedicated himself to uh, like the leading expert on leadership. Uh, and mm-hmm. he has built some of the biggest churches in the world and he's been involved and now he just does so much leadership development and guess what his rate is for speaking i, I want to say it's like over a hundred thousand dollars isn't it dude it's it's a, it comes down to like 70 uh i think it's about um i want to say it was like 20 grand uh a minute wow yeah so if you want him to give a 10 minute talk you're paying 200 grand. Yeah. That's crazy. So he'll like his time is so valuable. Think about it. It's, it's the one thing you can't leverage is your time when you are just, it has to be you talking. So it has to be you traveling and you getting on stage. You know, I won't get lost in the sauce here, but, but um, the amount that he's learned about leadership over time and his experience, like you can't, you know what I mean? Like he's, earned the skills and the wisdom and the knowledge and his, yeah. and his communication skills are amazing. And so you're, you're paying for to that person who's, he spent so much money and so much time developing himself, growing, becoming better and teaching others to do that. And learning frameworks of what works and what doesn't. And this guy, yeah, it's good. At, you're spending a lot of money, but guess what? You're getting the good stuff. Yeah. And what he wrote a book that I have on my bookshelf. It's called, uh, good leaders ask great or great leaders ask good questions or is it good leaders ask? Yeah. I'm going to read good restart. leaders, ask, good great leaders ask great questions. There it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, I think great leaders ask great questions is also makes sense. So that's what I was trying to get at. But the idea, it's literally a book of like stories and questions and questions you could ask and questions he has asked. And, and that could be, you know, I, I could get into, I want to actually talk more about questions, but on another podcast, but um, I realized everything comes down to questions and stories. And if I could master both those skills, then I can communicate and, and, and I can connect with anybody. And I can connect in a way that engages them. You know, I can hook their attention. I can, I can connect with them on an emotional level. Uh, I, I can gather their interests. And then I can tell stories that engage them. And they're personal. It, it's It's me and it's, you know, I could, I could share anything or I could share a story 
and one of them might be like, oh, who are you to say that or whatever? It's abstract. I can't, I, it takes a lot of thinking. But when I tell a story, it's very much how humans just naturally talk. Yeah. Um, and so that, you know, that's the journey that I'm going on right now. And, I, I, you know, we'll take you on a journey of stories and telling on questions. And I think if communication really is that important in, to be a human and to be a great leader, well, isn't that what we're called to be as men is to be really good communicators and leaders and people that can connect with others and help, uh, help them and help inspire hope and vision. And, um, and, uh, you know what I mean? People want to follow leaders that, that are, that really, um, can do those things well. Yeah. So essentially imagine being a person who can tell really, really good stories and the effect that that can have on people. Yeah. And like how much of a leader someone can be if they are so good at telling stories. Yeah. Think about it this way. If you can communicate really well and you can captivate an audience or people, you can communicate a message that lasts and that makes a difference and inspires hope in them. Yeah. And uh, who who doesn't want and, and that allows you then the ultimate result result of inspiring, um, motivating and uh, helping people, and, mm-hmm. uh, it, and isn't that so so important? Yeah, you know, are are you guys are you getting this? Like, are you are you getting the power of communication? And are you starting to see a little bit of uh, why why this is important? Um, and uh, let's see where are we at with time. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we'll we'll pick it up tomorrow on this topic. You're like, wow, I want to hear about stories, John. It's like, well, well, we'll get to this tomorrow. We did tell some stories though. Yeah, we, we'll have know, more tomorrow. Yeah, this is kind of the intro, and it, we'll probably do like an unofficial little series here of us. Just again, this is just us documenting what we're learning, and I, I want to share some of that with you guys. So, uh, kind of any any last thoughts, Adam, or questions, or for the audience? Hey, uh, just imagine what. Imagine the attention that people will give you if you can tell really good stories. Um, and again, just kind of like how I told the story of crazy stuff that I did during the summer, like just tell a story of your life. And if you go like, hey, but I haven't like lived a whole lot of life yet because I'm in high school or something. Well, go live a little bit more life, I guess. Yeah. And we all have stories. I could yeah. tell this whole podcast will probably be like filled up with stories of literally the day before. Yeah. And I think what I realized in, you know, my final thought here is what I realized on um, storytelling is I thought I had to have all of these really meaningful and crazy experiences. And what I'm realizing now is that a story could even be a sentence or two. Yeah. Um, and I'll give a better idea of what that looks like. Um, you know, I, I'm still learning that myself, but I'm, I'm realizing really Russell Brunson's been the big guy paving the way for me here mm-hmm. in teaching and, and he'll, he'll basically be like, Hey, I shared this chunk of, of information and actually look back. I told 40 stories and I'm like, what? Some of them were just little, but it was still, you know, so there's, there's an art to this that I'm, that I'm trying to dig into and I'll, I'll be sure to share this with you guys. Cause I'm, I'm just diving in. I'm really immersing myself in storytelling and learning and practicing and, and uh, wanting to master that. And it, it'll take time, but but there'll be a lot to learn that I'm learning even in the next few weeks here. So yeah, we're so excited to share that. Get ready to hear some uh, some stories. <laughs> Absolutely. So, well, you know, 
thank you everyone for listening today. And we're, we're as always just enthused and excited to, to share and document our journeys of becoming a dangerous man. And, uh, and really, you know, we just want to invite you into that. And, and, uh, if you have friends that, that you think that this would benefit, if, 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 if you think the idea of becoming a better man and wanting to, to self, to grow into, into that and, and the journey involved, um, if that's somebody comes to mind, text this, this podcast to them and, uh, you know, share this on your, your Facebook or your Instagram feed or your Snapchat story and, uh, and just share about it. And that's really, really what it comes down to is we want to, we want to build a movement of men that want to, that want to come together as a tribe and, and want to go and, and make a difference and change the world. And, and how do we do that if we don't learn how to do that, if we're not committed to doing that and we don't want to do that together and go after that, that journey and climb that mountain together. So Really, uh, we hope this transcends just a podcast and as it builds over time that it becomes something great. And if you want to be a part of that, then uh, follow and uh, answer a question I'll put in the Spotify version of this podcast and and uh, yeah, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, so if you want to be part of our story, share this podcast. Absolutely. And uh, with that, you've been listening to the Dangerous Man podcast. Join us next time. Until then, stay dangerous.